In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Over the course of the last few weeks, I have been reading a book called Wintering by a woman named Catherine May, in which she writes about how to rest and retreat in the dark and difficult times of our lives, the winters of our lives, she calls them, the advents of our lives, as I call them. And in her book, she tells this story about going to Tromso in Norway to see the northern lights. Arriving right after Tromso's 40-day polar night, when the sun doesn't rise at all, she spent her days stuck at her hotel due to the fact that she was pregnant. But each night, she would go out to hunt down the northern lights. On the first evening of their adventure, they boarded a fishing boat, and right after dinner, the captain called the group up onto the deck because he thought that he saw something. And as they watched, she says, a wisp of greenish smoke appeared overhead, almost close enough to touch. Untutored, she says, she would have assumed it was a stray emission from one of the surrounding boats, but it apparently was the aurora pale, evanescent, but tangible in a way that she didn't expect. It wasn't an image flashed across the sky. It was actually there, an object in three dimensions drifting slowly above their boat. After detailing the group's adventures, searching for the lights every other night of her trip, she concludes by saying that seeing the lights is an uncertain experience, almost an act of faith. There is nothing showy about the northern lights, nothing obvious or demanding. But eventually, she says, she was given the gift of seeing them, as if in reward for her faith and patience. And once she learned to see them, she says, she could see them everywhere she went. So much so that at the end of her trip, as she was running into her hotel lobby, the place where she spent a good amount of time cooped up, she spotted the faint glow of the lights. And she says, I supposed it might have been there all along, just waiting for me to learn how to see it. We, who have spent the last four weeks walking through the darkness of Advent, come to this evening hoping to see and feel within our souls that great light that has been promised. We too have been on a journey, on an adventure, through the darkness of this world, preparing ourselves to see this light that is not just any light, but a light which has the capacity to shine into and transform every single thing about the darkness of our world. And this is possible because this light that comes, this wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace, whose authority continually grows, this light comes to us not as a flashy and obvious king, but as a tangible, three-dimensional child wrapped in bands of cloth 
who makes a manger his throne and comes for all people in every time and in every place, for shepherds and for magi alike. And with the advent, with the coming of this prince, this light, we are forced to learn to see the light, to engage and experience it, to take it in in new and different ways, ways that are counter to the ways of this world. Look, the angel says, this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger, not sitting on some throne, unapproachable and unattainable, wrapped in expensive silk and garments, but in a manger, waiting for all to come and see and behold. The wonderfully transformative irony of our faith is that the great and mighty light of God shines into the darkness of our world through a vulnerable little baby, through a baby who longs to be held and nurtured and fed and cared for, a baby who needs to be tended to. And as seekers of this light, we are called to set aside all the worldly possessions and passions and ideas that we tend to and care for and nurture in our lives and instead tend and care and nurture this vulnerable child who has been born into our hearts to feed him in word and deed and make space for him to grow in the very depths of our souls, to hold him so close that our heartbeats and his find the same rhythm, and he becomes a very part of ourselves. So this Christmas, as we emerge from the depths and the darkness of Advent, I invite you to open your eyes and your hearts in new ways, to search for the light of Christ present in this world in the vulnerable parts of yourself and others to seek out the tangible, three-dimensional, fleshy, incarnate ways that the light of God's love is moving in and shaping our lives through all of the blankets we have washed this week and smiles offered, truths confessed, and meals shared through tears that have been spilled, hearts that have been opened, freedom that has been given, and hugs that have healed because this is how we are changed. This is how we are trained to see the light of Christ present and active in the darkness of our world. This is how we can feel the tangible three-dimensional shape of the light of Christ taking root in our lives and in our world. This is how yokes of burden and oppression are broken how joy is increased and endless peace is ushered in. As we learn to see and experience and tend to this light more and more with the eyes of our heart, we, like Catherine May, might learn that the light has always been there, just waiting for us to learn how to see it. Amen. <laughs>